Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into how changing your focus can change how you feel in an instant. Have you ever noticed that what you focus on, you'll see more of? For example, when I was 17, I was going out to buy my first car and I thought I would be really original and get a bright red Volkswagen Golf. That was something that I really wanted. I thought I was being very unique as I didn't see many of them around. Now, I managed to get the money together and went to collect my car. And as I drove out of the forecourt and onto the road, I noticed two other red Golfs right in front of me. And then as I was driving home, I saw more cars that looked almost identical to mine. Now, why was this? The thing was that I was now focusing on red golfs. And when I was focusing on it, I could see so many more. I wasn't focusing on other cars or other makes. And that's how our brain works. What we focus on, we see more of. Now, try this. If you're up for a game, let's try this, okay? I'm going to ask you to shut your eyes in a moment. So please make sure it's safe to do so and you're not driving or doing something where you need to be looking. But if you can playful out with this and test out this little game, it will really show you what I mean. Now, I want you to look around wherever you are right now and notice everything that's red. Everything that's red. That's it. Look around the room or wherever you are and notice everything that's red. And now... If it's safe to do so, please shut your eyes. Okay, now I want you to tell me everything in the room that's green. Aha, you see, it's hard. It's hard when you're focusing your mind on red. You've got everything that's red that you're focusing on. And now I'm asking you to tell me what's green. Now, you may be able to come up with a few things, but not as many as if I'd asked you to focus on what was green. So this is how we filter. We go around the world with filters on. That's natural. It's normal. We filter out information that isn't that relevant to us and focus on the things that our brain is interested in. The same happens, though, if you're focusing on negative situations, you will see more of them. So how do you take control and shift your focus? Because, of course, it will be all-consuming. If someone has betrayed you or you've been dumped or you're heartbroken, you're going through a really difficult divorce, maybe there's high conflict, maybe there's a lot of negative emotions around, it can be really hard, I know, to focus on anything else. So how do you do it? Well, first of all, it's important to stop telling your story as often as you can, okay? Because what that does is it helps you to relive that experience, which has a negative impact when you reconnect with all those negative emotions. So I know it's easy when people ask you how you are and you start updating them on what's happened next. We need that love and connection from other people, 
But if you can reduce the number of times you relive your story and relive the details, it will help to shift your focus from that. Notice when you start to focus on the negative things, because this really is your first step to taking back control. Remember, in other episodes, I've talked about you moving unconscious behavior. So maybe telling your story or thinking about your ex or mention the story or your ex, moving it from being an unconscious behavior to something that you're conscious of, that you do a lot. That's why counting the number of times you think about your ex or you relive the story is important just to enable you to be really clear on what you're doing unconsciously. Once you start to recognize consciously that you're talking about your ex 10 times a day, then you've got something to take control of, okay? Now, at first, you might notice it, but not be able to do anything about it. Well, that's okay. The first step is being consciously aware that you're doing it. The second step is to prepare something more positive that you can think about instead. So choose something that makes you feel happy or grateful. If you listen to my episode about writing your gratitude list, that would be super helpful right now. Or even something that you're excited about in the future. If you're going to stop doing something, so stop focusing on the negative, you have to replace it with something else that's more empowering instead. As human beings, just stopping something is really hard to do unless we replace it with a more rewarding behavior, a more positive behavior that takes us closer to moving on and letting go of your ex so that you can start to feel good again. And as soon as you need to change your focus to enable you to feel more positive, then you can go to that story and start feeling good. Okay, so swapping it out for something more positive and more empowering is key. Now, I want to tell you a story about a client of mine who had a really difficult negative emotion that she was carrying around with her, like a lead weight. Now, this is how she described it. She said that thinking about her ex made her physically feel sick and really sad. And she said that when she described it, she identified where it was in her body. Okay. And as I tell you this story, I'd love it if you could go through these steps for you. Now, my client's controlling negative emotion that she was describing to me was sadness. What is your most controlling negative emotion? Is it fear? Is it loneliness? Is it betrayal? Is it hurt or anger? Whatever it is for you, then this exercise that I'm going to explain to you now, if you do it with that emotion, you'll be amazed at how things can start to shift. So my client came to me, Lily, her name was, And she had this very heavy, cold emotion. She's described it as, she said it was sadness. She identified where it was in her body and it was in her chest. So where do you feel it in your body? Some of us carry our emotions on our shoulders, in our neck, in our chest, in our stomach. Where is it for you? I got Lily to identify where it was in her body and that was her chest. And she put her hands on her chest. Then I asked her to describe what it looked like. And at first she was like, Sarah, what do you mean what it looks like? It's just a feeling. And I said, yes, but if it had a color, what would it be? And she said, black, definitely black. And she said, and it's slimy and it's cold. She said, and it's really heavy. It weighs my chest down, she said. And it feels like there's a pressure on it. So it's pushing down. She said, it feels like it's 
pushing down on my chest. And I asked her if there were any smells attached to it. And she said, well, it's got this sort of pungent smell of dustbins, she said, of like garbage cans. When you take the rubbish out, that smell, she said, it smells like that. Now, what does your emotion look like and feel like? Is it heavy? Is it cold? Does it have a temperature? Does it have a texture to it? Now, I asked Lily to get really specific about this. I wanted her to really describe it and get as much clarity on what it looked like, what it felt like, on how it was moving, and also if there are any smells or any tastes attached. Now, there might be or there might not be for you, and that's okay. But I just want you to get clear on what this controlling emotion looks like, sounds like, and feels like for you and where it is in your body. Now, after Lily had described it, she'd obviously got quite upset because she had some tears and she said, sorry, I'm just fed up of carrying it around. It's so heavy and it just is almost feels like it's cold and almost freezing my inside. So I'm going numb. Now, imagine the strength of that imagery and that sensation in her body. So I showed her how she could take control over that. And this is where it gets really interesting, guys, because just because you have an emotion that makes you feel bad and that you carry around in your body doesn't mean that you always have to have it. We have the power to change those emotions. Now, I know that sounds quite strange. And when I first heard it, I thought it was strange too. But I've used this technique on myself, with my son, and with thousands of clients around the world. And it really, really works. So this is what you do. Once you've identified where it is in your body, when you identify what it looks like, that negative controlling emotion, what it feels like and sounds like, then I want to ask you to pull it out from inside you and hold it in your hand in front of you. Okay. Now for some of you may find it easier to do this with your eyes closed so you can really connect and go for it. As I always say, playing full out with these exercises will obviously increase the effectiveness of them for you. So maybe you want to find a time later in the day where you can lock yourself away and work through this process. But do try it because it is so powerful. So Lily pulled out the emotion and she had it in in her hand like a cold, heavy lump of lead that was black and pushing down. And also remember, it smelled of garbage too. So I asked her what her favorite color was. Now, her favorite color was bright green. So she sprinkled bright green all over it in her mind until she changed the color all the way through. I then asked her what her favorite texture was and what her favorite weight would be for it. So she made it into a fluffy, bright green, soft, floating cloud. Now, imagine the difference from where it was before. I also asked her, did it have a temperature? She made it warm, not too hot, not too cold, but warm a temperature that she would really find cozy and reassuring. Then I asked her if there were any smells attached. And she said, no, I didn't want any smells attached to it. She just wanted it just to be neutral. And then I asked her about a movement and she said she wanted it to float. So that was really interesting from being something that was heavy and pushing down on her. She made it float. So it's almost levitating above her hand. Then I asked if there are any sounds attached. And she said, actually, she would really like the sounds of waves. That was something that was really calming to her. And she wanted to put that on it. So in her mind's eye, she changed this negative emotion into something that was positive and warm and fluffy and her favorite color and her favorite sound. 
So I would like to ask you to do that for your negative emotion. When you've got the clarity on what the negative is, pull it out and then change it whilst it's outside of you into something that would be really warm and reassuring and cozy and make you feel good. And then I'm going to ask you to replace it in exactly the same place that you removed it from in the first place. So I asked Lily then when she had this lovely, warm emotion to put it back inside her and just keep her eyes closed for a moment and notice the difference it felt for her when it was back inside. And tears started to fall down her face. And she said, Sarah, it just feels like peace. It feels calm. She said, there's no pressure. And she was blown away by this really simple exercise. So I'd really like you to try it to know and feel empowered by the fact that even if you have something that's weighing you down and making you feel sad, in that instant, you have the ability to change it and replace it and make it something that makes you feel good. These are all coping strategies that can help you take control back of your life. This one is one of my favorites. Try it out and let me know how it helps you change how you feel for the good in an instant. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sarah Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode.